Wisdom is too important to leave to the sages, let alone the popes and the mullahs and the rabbis and the Buddhist monastics and the Hindu gurus and the Taoist yogis and whoever else you might want to believe in. God forbid the scientists or the philosophers or the politicians or the lawyers, but you know better than that already. But until you have found your own truth, your own self, the real that is your inmost being, you will be lost and dependent on the opinions of others and the desire of others, the validation of others. And that puts the self in a very fragile position. So in Sat Yoga, we don't seek some ultimate truth. We seek the most intimate truth. The truth of the inmost self. A truth that no one else can tell you about. And that you can't find out about in books. And that's why we meditate. It's that act of discovery of the inmost self. But how to do it when there is so much resistance of the outer levels, the itchy body that's uncomfortable sitting still, the mind that doesn't want to stop thinking and remembering and planning and being somewhere else than you are. The emotions that keep coming up, sadness, desire, despair, all of those internal, chaotic, arisings that keep one from simply being who one is. And so the key to getting to that point where you can discover who you really are is to in some way conjure up a feeling of love for your inmost self. Not love for the ego self. Not love for how you look in the mirror. Not love for how you hope other people are looking at you. Not love for what you're thinking about. Not love for what you think you are. But the love for that inmost self that you do not yet even know. to the extent that you can feel love for that unknown self. The love itself acts as a homing beacon to bring you to that self. 
because it turns out that the love you have for yourself isn't from the false ego mind because that part of you can't love. It is the self's own love. And that the self's own love isn't for any false you or for any other, but it is love in the purity of what love really is, which is unity. But it is that energy of love that arises from and emanates from and out of and to all the levels of consciousness that will bring you to your center. And the closer you get to the center of your being, the more powerful that love becomes. And the more it metamorphoses to your consciousness to become light to become intelligence, to become will, to become eternal presence. And the paradox of the discovery that is made when the self is realized is that you are nothing like what you thought you were. That the self that you are doesn't even pertain to the body that you look at in the mirror and say, oh, that's me. It has nothing to do with any separate individual. But it turns out that the self you are is the self of nature, the self of the cosmos. That's why you're drawn to permaculture. You're trying to find yourself in nature and the soil and the plants and the animals in the wind, in the water, in all of the elements of nature. And yes, you are there, but you are there as the self of nature. Just as you are the self of the nature of the body and the self of the nature of the mind, but not the mind, not the body, not the external organisms that make up the natural world. but neither is it anything transcendent of the world. It's not like what those three religions of Islam, Judaism, and Christianity have taught us that God is some creature, some being out there, or up there, or in some transcendent realm. No, it's the inmost, the most imminent, so close to you that you can't see or know that because you are that. And we are too transcendent of our world. Our mind is separate as if we are above it. We want to be different from it. We don't want to be the body. We don't want to be the presence. And so we stay in some illusory mental realm that has no reality and try to grasp reality from this illusory realm of representation. And we lose the real in our theories about the real. Now the word theory originally, theoria, means to see. But in the ancient world they understood that to see is to be.
But you cannot see the self as an other, as an object, as a thing. You are not separate from what you're looking for. And the ego mind bifurcates everything into subject and object. And that immediately alienates your consciousness from what you are and makes it impossible to realize the self that is neither subject nor object. And thus we must transcend dualistic thought and two-valued logic and all the identifications with being an objective entity in a world in order to realize that self that is the world and yet that is more than the world that you can know because what you are is invisible you are the invisible structure of the world. But not just a structure, but a capacity to structure, to dream, to imagine, to conceptualize, to bring into manifestation. It is your creative intelligence that arises from your inmost self that creates the illusion that you're in a world right now when really the world is within you. And you can only know who you are and therefore what you really want when you have separated from the ego mind that is inherently burdened with a sense of lack because it lacks being, it lacks reality. And so it is always seeking something or someone to fill its lack, to make it feel whole. And it is obsessed with its desire that it builds into fantasies that are always disappointed and one ends in devastation and despair and cynicism and hopelessness. But there is nothing hopeless when you realize there is nothing lacking. And it is only because of these false, illusory ideas of who we are that the world has fallen into its present state of corruption and defilement through its greed, its insatiable greed to discover the richness of what we are in a false kind of wealth based on money and the destruction of the real wealth of nature. And we can only put things right and create a culture that can permanently endure when we have once again realized the self of nature. And that the self of nature is the self of everyone you meet. The inmost self of every being, every stranger, every cripple, every being that you would pass by and reject is your own self.
Every being, whether human or snake or insect or bird or cosmos, every being, because all is only the one self. And it is in that sacred consciousness of unity alone that we can create an enduring culture that is based on love, the love, the divine love, the prema, that is the recognition of our oneness. And thus it is a prema culture that can give birth to a permaculture. It is this willingness to live according to the principles of your own wisdom that emerge from your inmost self that permits an authentic dharma to be created. It's not some top-down order that is imposed on you. It is the natural order of life which emanates from within you and that connects with the inmost truth and love of every being and has no attachment to the individual bodily form in which your inmost self happens to function temporarily because you are functioning in every form and in the formless presence of the intelligence that is the dreamer of the universe who is one with the dream. It is this shift in consciousness from the alienation of the limited, finite ego mind that lives in paranoia and confusion and chaos to the clarity, the presence, the love, the peace, the power of the infinite supreme self that will permit a renaissance of life on our world rather than the extinction of a species that has lost its true nature. May we confer upon ourselves the blessing of living in truth which is to live in love and to live in peace and to live in silence and to live in that inner light and power that requires no affirmation of another, no completion by another, but that can transmit that power of wholeness that is the holy grail that every being seeks. To be able to see the oneself in the gaze of the other, who has no ulterior motives of desire and no fear and no territoriality or desire to possess 
or control or dominate or oppress or exploit, but to live in natural harmony with all that is. It is the learning of this one lesson that is the point of being in community and of facing the truth that the one requirement of our maturity and growth and survival is to overcome the egocentric illusion that alienates us and turns us into objects rather than the manifestations of the one self who is sacred, inviolable, and pure with the impeccable, precious nectar of eternal love. We are that. May we live as that. May we share that. May we embody that and may we create a culture that produces that and gives it freely to all. <laughs>